Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. This episode is brought to you by the Boneyard Huskies Club. The Boneyard Huskies Club empowers athletes while providing UConn fans with access to exclusive community, utility, and rewards. The Boneyard Huskies Club is excited to announce the next collection of student-athlete collectibles, which grant membership privileges, will feature UConn football players. For more information, go to BoneyardHuskiesClub.com. That's BoneyardHuskies with a Z club.com with college basketball season right around the corner excited to have back one of my favorite guests on the podcast he's with us each and every year it's it's sacred heart men's basketball head coach anthony latina coach welcome back to the podcast thanks for having me jerry it's always a pleasure being on your show thanks thanks it's again one of my favorite guests uh, to have here <laughs> so take me through i want i want to start by looking back at, at last year with you i know we had the the omicron uh breakthrough and, and variant there in the middle of the season but for the most part last year was relatively back to normal compared to what we had seen the past couple of seasons so how was it to get back to playing basketball in kind of a, a normal environment there you know it, it got off to a great start you know we played against Fairfield at home Fairfield played at our place for the first time in history sellout crowd it was probably you know close to 4,000 people in, in, in the building uh, we lost a close game, you know, and then we had, you know, we really had some good momentum going. And when Omicron hit, you know, we, we, we reinstituted a, uh, a limit on the number of, of fans. And that, that really hurt because I think our students were really starting to get excited. Um, but with that said, you know, we were grateful to be back. Um, although we did have to forfeit a couple games, um, because of you know, uh, a team outbreak, which included me, um, so so you know that that threw us off a little bit, you know, and and, and overall, hey, we had great kids. We, we had a disappointing year, you know. We we didn't achieve at the level that um, we have come to expect from our program. Certainly, the last three or four years, we've been a top top three team in the league, and um, for a variety of reasons, we just didn't achieve at the level we need to, needed to. So. We certainly uh, hope to bounce back in a big way, and, and, and that's the plan. So when, when you mentioned bouncing back to, to where you've been in the past and expectations and what they've been in the past, what have been some of the things you've been working on with this team in the offseason here to, to get them back to those high standards you have here? Well, the first thing, it's listen, this is a player's game, and we did lose a couple you know, fairly productive players for us, but we, we really feel two things. One, we really feel that we did a great, very good job of recruiting. The three players that we brought in are outstanding. Uh, they're experienced. Uh, I think all three will have a major, major impact on our program. Um, so that's one thing. Recruiting is, 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 is very important. And then development. Players that, that did come back needed to improve, and I feel like they did that. So, you know, those two combination things were, were really the focus. Let's bring in the best players that we can that fit um, – our culture and what we're looking for in a player. And also let's make sure the guys that we have coming back are maximizing their potential and, and, and be as ready as they can. And, and I think, I think we've done both. So I, I think we've positioned ourselves well, um, but you still got to go play the games. You know, that the games aren't won on paper on paper. We look like we're going to be pretty good. You know, people are picking us to win the league and we're in bracketology as, as the NEC representative and all that stuff is wonderful. And, 
and that's great recognition for our guys. Recognition is great. We don't want recognition. We want validation, and, and that's validation comes with with results. And, and so, um, you know, we have very high expectations. You know, um, last year is a distant memory, but it's not so distant that that bad taste in your mouth doesn't motivate you, and it certainly motivates me. And I hope it motivates uh, every player that was on the roster. And and certainly the the three guys that we brought in are, are coming from different situations and. I think they feel like they have a lot to prove as well. So, you know, we, we want to prove that we are a top two or three t- program in, in our conference, which we have been. Uh, we took a step back last year, and it's time to get back to where we want to be, you know. And, 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 and I want our players to believe not only where we want to be, but where we believe we, we belong. I want our players to believe that, you know, So because uh, we have a great place. We have a great – we have a lot to offer. You know, Sacred Heart is a great, great university. We have great leadership. We have great commitment. And with all those things, you know, you're supposed to be one of the better teams in the league. And, uh, and that's what we hope to do. I am sure, as you mentioned, with all the recognition that's been coming your, uh, your team's way this offseason, how have you helped manage those expectations with the team where making sure everyone's not getting too high on themselves in the offseason and, and reminding them that, you know, it's still full season. And as you said, the games aren't played on paper, so you got to get out there and play them. Yeah, what you do is you got to make sure guys are, are bringing it every day and working. Like, it's all about being everyday guys. And no matter what you read, good, bad, no matter what people are saying about you, it's about the process of getting better every day, of getting after, building good habits, playing at a level every day. Not that you're going to play perfectly every day. Not that you're going to play your best, but your effort, your attitude, um, the standards that we set, those are the things that we're making sure we do. And, and again, I hope everyone's fueled. I, I think there's a little edge to us. Um, and, and I, I, I want us to have that and, and, uh, and to make sure that what happened last year never happens again. That's not supposed to happen at, at, at Sacred Heart University, uh, men's basketball. So, uh, it, it's just to make sure, you know, guys, constant reminder from the coaching staff and players holding each other accountable. Like, Hey, the standard is that we bring maximum effort, energy, and a positive attitude every day. Cause you can control those things. You can control your effort. You can control your attitude. And control your energy and enthusiasm. Now you can't always control if the ball goes in, all right. But when you do those things, good things have a greater chance of happening for you. And and that's that's the focus. Are are we getting better? Or are we getting worse? Because you're not you're not staying the same. One of the two things are happening. Because if you're staying the same, your opponent's probably getting better. So you got to make sure you're improving every day. That we're 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 you know whether that's you know strategically or whether that's skill wise or whether that's know being more connected as a team better team chemistry those are the things we have to make sure we're doing every day and so our guys have done a good job we had good you know six weeks we had 21 practices um you know, six and a half weeks of, of working out this summer uh, now we're i think 12 practices in in the inner squad scrimmage uh we have a scrimmage coming up uh, so we just have to make sure that every step of the way you know we are getting better because it is a journey like you know, we're not going to know if we're going to the NCAA tournament until whatever the championship game is on that Tuesday. Yeah, until, you know, so like, you know, so and that's a, that's our main goal. But like, you don't know if you're going to achieve that until you, until you get to that moment. So, you know, th- there's a journey aspect to this about, you know, that's that that's important that we're focusing on, you know, and that and that and that well, listen, we're having a good experience, too. Like, I, I think, you know, you, you want to. 
you know, you don't want it to be, hey, it's a disappointing year if you don't go to the NCAA tournament. Although I would be lying if I told you. I would be very disappointed if we don't go to the NCAA tournament. Um, so, so, but, but you have to make sure that, that, that you're, you are, you know, you're maximizing every day. And I think when you do that, uh, I think you enjoy the experience better. I think you learn more from the experience. It makes you uh, not only a better basketball player, but it just prepares you for other, other challenges that you're going to have. So, you know, we're really preaching that and our guys have been working extremely hard. We like our group. You know, we do have a pretty connected group right now, um, partially because we have a lot of guys back and partially because the three new guys that we've implemented are, are veteran guys that have been through the war. So they, they know how to, they, they, they've been here before. They've been in the preseason. They, they understand what it feels like. They understand the difference between playing another opponent in practice. You know, and then we had a couple of redshirt freshmen that, you know, have a chance to, to, to um, you know, three, three guys that set out. So we have six new players that didn't play a minute for us last year that, you know, three or four of them, you know, are, at least four and maybe more have, are going to have, you know, are going to have a, a say in how good we are. So, so walk us through this roster a little bit of yours so we can, we can look ahead here to the season and, and take us through who, who's impressed you so far during the, the preseason here and who, who fans should expect to, to see some big performances out of this season. I like, you know, usually when we start, I like to start with the, the returning players because, you know, they, they're the foundation and, you know, when you talk about our returning players, I think you have to start with Nico Gallet. You know, at the end of last year, I'd say the last maybe three weeks of the season, um, you know, he was probably our best player. And um, he's an explosive player offensively. He can score in a variety of ways. He can make threes. He can post you. He can drive you. He's a really gifted player. Uh, he'll probably be a preseason first team all-conference selection. And, you know, he, you know, he, his last game, for us, you know, he scored 27 points in the second half, <laughs> you know, and, and that's, that's impressive. And he, and he has that type of ability. He has that type of ability. So, um, you know, he's certainly the guy we start with. But then, you know, when you move down, you, you got Bryce, Bryce Johnson, who, who started for us all year last year, you know, plays, you know, power forward slash center. He has a front court player for us. You know, he, he was terrific in the last six games of the year. Average, I think, about 13, 11, 13 and 12 uh, averaged in the last six games. So he really came on strong and Mike Sixsmith, who was a little up and down as a sophomore, had an outstanding freshman, was a little up and down last year, but he really finished strong for us. And one of the reasons we were good, we played our best basketball in the last two or three weeks is because Nico, Bryce and Mike really as, as sophomores elevated their game, you know, and, and uh, you know, and, and, and so hopefully those three guys as juniors were really, you know, really, kind of continue to improve you know and, and then you have uh you know certainly joey riley and tanner thomas had moments for us last year their roles will expand some those guys are you know two of our, our better workers and and guys that have really worked hard in the offseason to improve so you know certainly expect those you know i think when you start with looking at a team you start with those five guys you know and then when you look at the the new newcomers um you know we have three transfers all of them have a, a real connection to the area you know, Brendan McGuire was was from uh, Garden City, Long Island, went to Chaminade High School, but he played at Quinnipiac for three years. And, um, you know, he's uh, big. You know, he's, he's got great size for a point guard. He's 6'6". He can really pass. Uh, he's got real good physical tools, but he's really thinks the game. You know, he's he's an outstanding addition. Um, 
you know, and then you have, again, a transfer from Quinnipiac, and then you have, you know, two Connecticut natives and Raheem Solomon, who was a transfer from Niagara, but, you know, Connecticut high school basketball fans remember him at Sacred Heart High School in Waterbury, where, you know, he won, he won three, he went to four state championship games, won three state championships, uh, was a dominant, dominant Connecticut high school player, had a really good career at, at, at Niagara. Both those guys sat out last year. Both those guys are grad students with two years of eligibility. Uh, and both those guys are, you know, real veteran presence, you know. And then the last guy is uh, Aiden Carpenter, a transfer from Siena. He's originally from Hamden. Um, he's a super athletic, explosive player. You know, he's, he's a lot in the mold of, uh, if you're a Sacred Heart fan, Quincy McKnight, who was really athletic and explosive, can get to the rim um, and, and really can affect the game on both ends with his quickness and his athleticism. Um, and he's and, and, and he's, and he's a heck of a basketball player. He, you know, he's his feel for the game is underrated. So those three guys are, are all guys that were productive, Mac level players. And I think if you look at those guys and you look at the games where they played major minutes, they were very effective. Um, now, you know, their minutes sometimes were sporadic, and, and and that's as a result, their production wasn't always at that level. But when those guys got their opportunity. They were very good, and and with us, they're going to get more of a consistent opportunity. So, I'm expecting those guys to produce, and and then the last three guys are the three um, redshirt freshmen. They start with Raymond Espinal Guzman, and Ray is a six eight and a half long, athletic, bouncy. You know, really had a wonderful, wonderful fall for us, and he he's a guy that you know has a chance to see major minutes. I mean, he's he's active. He's a wonder. He's a terrific offensive and defensive rebounder. You know, he gets his hands on a lot of balls. He's a shot blocker. He's he's really uh, he's going to be a guy that um, I think he has a chance to be an all-rookie candidate-type player. And then Dom Mello and, and, and Najee Corsi are two redshirt, also redshirt freshmen who, you know, will push guys for minutes. And, and uh, I think they're pretty good players. And, and you know, they got a chance to be in the mix. Now, they had to beat out some pretty experienced guys. But, but those guys those guys can, can, can help you. In terms of looking at the schedule here, I know you've, Put together a pretty tough schedule. You got some Power Five opponents. Uh, you got some other uh, mid majors across uh, Northeast here. What are your thoughts on, on the schedule that you've put together? And what are you hoping to get out of your team through those games uh, leading into conference play? Well, you know, when we put the schedule, when we put a, a non conference schedule together, there's a lot of things we're looking for. Obviously, you play your 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 Power Five games, your guarantee games, for a couple reasons. One, they generate revenue. But two is, you know, our goal is to be in the NCAA tournament. Well, if we're going to go to the NCAA tournament, we're probably going to play a team like Pittsburgh, a team like Rutgers, you know, an ACC Big Ten powerhouse. So let's see what it feels like. You know, and our guys, I love our guys, but they all, you know, they all believe, hey, we should be in the Big Ten in the ACC. Well, they get an opportunity, you know, or St. Joe's in Atlantic, they get an opportunity now to um, see how you stack up. So there's, there's the dual, there's, you know, a couple things. There's, the revenue part of it, and then there's the opportunity, there's the preparation for the NCAA tournament part of it, and then there's the challenge of, like, hey, can I compete with ACC Big Ten players? Um, so you start with that, and then you also, you know, you want to pick those games that, that are in areas where, you know, you recruit. You know, um, you know Rutgers, New Jersey is, is, you know, we've had a lot of great players from New Jersey. Sean Hone, EJ Asiki, uh, amongst many others. Um you know, in, in, in Philadelphia, we, we recruit in Philadelphia, not only as a basketball program, but as, as an institution. So those are strategic 
people that, you know, we want to associate with in, lo- in geographic locations. You know, and then when you look at our home and home games, similarly, we want to look at teams that we think will prepare us for elite play, but also geographically beneficial to our program and institutions that we want to associate with. Schools like Fairfield and Holy Cross and the University of New Hampshire. You know, Sacred Heart's a great academic institution. So are those places. You know, those are those are those are like institutions. So we want to play those teams. You know, we we play Columbia. We play you know, um, you know, like obviously Holy Cross and the Patriot League, America East, MAC level teams. You know, uh, those are those are conferences that are very comparable to us. And you know, we want to see how we stack up. And you know, and, and, and hopefully, if you make the NCAA tournament and you beat one of the better teams in the MAC, one of the better teams in the, in, the, in the in the Patriot League, one of the better teams in the America East. Now, when seeding comes, if you win those games. And you do what you're supposed to do in league play. Maybe maybe you're a higher seed than those guys. So, so th- th- that's that part of it. And um, and again, you want to tr- try to create some geographic rivalries too. You know, Holy Cross, the team we played for a god, I think eight years straight. Um, you know, um, Fairfield is the team now we're going to play for here on in, home and home. You know, it's probably going to be a sellout every, every time we play Fairfield at home. It's going to be a sellout every time we play Fairfield at Fairfield. It's going to be a sellout. That's great for our schools. That's great for our our, our programs, uh, it's an exciting game. You know, University of Hartford, obviously, they're going in transition. That's been a great rivalry for us, local in-state rivalry. And, and um, you know, sadly, that, that might be coming in the end of the next year or two. But, um, you know, that, that's that's part of, of our strategy in playing the games. You know, we want competitive teams and we want institutions that that create some energy and create some enthusiasm, you know, create some uh, some rivalries and 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 our our, our our universities that have a similar mission than we do, you know. So um, we're excited about it. It's a major challenge. I always say in the Northeast Conference, you got to try to, you know, uh, try to you know stay as positive as you can because you're going to take some some hits because you're playing some good teams. But you know, if you know, I think a good goal is if you can get out of non-conference play at or a little bit above 500. You know, that sets you up pretty pretty good. Going forward, you know, we play Stony Brook in Long Island. You know, they're in the CAA now. And, you know, they're a program that's very committed to being good. And that's a great challenge for us. They beat us at the buzzer last year. And hopefully we can get them back. Yeah, no, I, th- I think you put together a really fun and exciting schedule here. That's going to get everyone ex- excited about Sacred Heart basketball. As you think, and I know we don't want to think too, too ahead here to, to conference play, but I know there have been some changes here in the NEC. I know Stonehill's in, Bryant's out. How are you feeling about the conference uh, heading into this season? Well, listen, we lost two terrific programs. You know, Jared Grasso at Bryant is doing an outstanding job. They won the league. Um, he had put them in, in position to win the league two years in a row. That's a sign of a good coach, a sign of a, uh, a, a really good program. Uh, he's done that. So that's you know certainly a blow to the league. Um, and Mount St. Mary's has a lot of tradition. You know, Dan has done a good job of, of, of building a, an identity there. So certainly uh, I think it's a loss for the league, but, you know, Stonehill's a great institution. Um, it's, it's a great, great tradition, not only as, as a, academically, but as, as a basketball program. Coach Krause is, is an excellent coach. And if you look at the Division twos going to Division ones that we've had through the years, they've really enhanced the, the, the league. I mean, starting with, Quinnipiac and Sacred Heart. You know, Quinnipiac is now, you know, it's a heck of, a, heck of an institution, Sacred Heart. You know, we feel like we're one of the flagship, you know, programs in the Northeast Conference. Then you throw in Bryant, 
we saw what they did in Merrimack and, and what Joe Gallows. So like taking a, a, a division two rise into division one is a good move when it's a super quality institution, which is what we've been doing in the Northeast Conference. And Stonehill is right in that mold of a Bryant, of a Sacred Heart, of a Quinnipiac, of a Merrimack, you know, and, 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 and that's why those teams have eventually had a, a great deal of success. And I expect that from Stonehill. Um, you know, we probably need to add one more, you know, one more team, but, but adding Stonehill and, you know, we still have some, some, you know, some programs that have had a lot of success. Like, you know, you know, like St. Francis, Pennsylvania, who's had a good run and, 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 you know, like FDU and FDU's got a new coach who's, who's, a, who's a, you know, I think bringing a different energy now and, 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 and someone who's had a lot of success. So I think there's a lot of exciting things going on in the league. Um, it's wide open. There's only one returning all conference player on the top 15 players in the league is voted by the coaches. So that means four, there can be 14 new all conference players. You know, there's a great opportunity for individuals to emerge and teams to emerge. And uh, the exciting thing is that I think every coach in the Northeast conference, including Stonehill thinks, Hey, why, why not us? Why can't we be a factor? You know, why can't we be effective? I mean, Merrimack came from division two and won the league, you know? And, 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 and so Stonehill should feel that way. And, and certainly we feel that way and everyone else should feel that way. So, you know, if you're a fan, there's a lot of reason to be exciting. Now, excited. Now, hopefully, you know, the, 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 all the Northeast Conference teams do what they're supposed to do and, 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 and give, give teams more reasons to be excited. But, heck, you know, one year we went 1-11 in non-conference and we were, we, were, we were one point away from being the, the regular season champions. So you can't read too much in the non-league because that year that we were 1-11, we lost – eight games by six points or less and we played six NCAA tournament teams. So that was a really good team that lost a lot of close games. And we had Quincy McKnight and Kane Broom on that team that were young guys, but they were real talented. And once we got in a league play, we were, we were terrific, you know? And so, so you don't want to breed into it because it's not apples to apples. Everyone's not conference schedule. Isn't the same. Some, some guys are, 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 you know, maybe softening the schedule a little bit because, they got a young group and other guys are, you know, some guys are playing multiple non-division one games. We're not, but you know, so, so I, I don't know if you get a great indication, you know, you can like some games, like, oh, how do we stack up against New Hampshire? How do we stack up against Stony Brook? Like you play well in those games on the road and you win those games. You know, that's a positive sign. But like, you know, if you get blasted by Rutgers or Pitt, well, I got news for you. Rutgers and Pitt are going to blast a lot of teams, <laughs> you know? And, and, and so now you hope that doesn't happen. And, and that's not the plan. The plan is to go in, and, 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 and swing away. And, you know, last time we played Rutgers, it was a five point game at the half and we were leading for most of the first half. So, so, you know, it ended up, I think it was by 16 or 18. So, um, but you never know, you never know. And you, you just gotta, you gotta make sure that you're, you don't get too up or too down. You know, there's been plenty of years where a team's had a terrible non-conference record and, and run rush out the league and vice versa has, has been very good in the non-conference and, barely made the conference tournament. So you can't get too high or too low. You got to make sure that you're really, uh, that you're focusing on the right things and the right things are all we getting better every day. You know, now sometimes you can get better and not get the results you want and you got to stick with it and you got to make sure that you're, 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 you're evaluating what you're doing. Are we getting better? And if the answer is yes, then let's keep doing that. And, and, and then if you have good enough players, which we believe we do, you know, the results will come. 
No, I I think it's going to make for a really exciting season. Uh, just between the, the non-conference schedule you, your team has, and then, as you said, in, in the NEC, it seems like it's up for grabs this year with, with really anyone's game there. So, Coach, I, I really appreciate you taking some time to uh, hop on the podcast and give us a little bit of a preview into your team this year, and I know everyone's looking forward to seeing you guys out on the court this season. Yeah, you know, thank you, Jared. I really appreciate you giving us, you know, giving me and our program this opportunity to you know, share a little bit about our, our great university and our program, and I encourage everyone to you know, go out and watch Connecticut. You know, UConn, you know, UConn runs the state, as they should, but there's a lot of good basketball out there. I mean, you know, Sacred Heart, Fairfield, Quinnipiac, Yale. I mean, these these are these are wonderful programs. You know, if you're in the Fairfield County area, you know, come out to a game. It's, it's a great event. Our, our people do a great job of putting – even if you're not a huge basketball fan. If you got young kids, we, got, we have one of the best children teams in the country. We have one of the best pep bands in the country. And I'm not just saying that. This is in competition. These these – these people place. We, you know, we we have a lot of excitement. Our dance team is outstanding. I mean, there's a lot of fun things. You don't even have to be a real huge basketball fan to have a good experience at one of our games. It's a real intimate setting. You're right on top of the court. So I encourage you know our opening game is is Sunday, November 13th at one o'clock. That's our home opener against Columbia. We open with at University of Hartford, the nice in-state rivalry on Tuesday, November 8th. But you know, really encourage everyone to come out to our home game on Sunday. Sunday, November 13th, a 1 o'clock game against against Columbia from the Ivy League. You know, we're going to have a lot of promotions going on. I encourage, you know, it, it's a great time, 1 o'clock. You know, hopefully the Giants and Jets and Pats are playing the, the late game. Come out to the game, enjoy. You know, if, if they're playing, put it on your iPhone, and then hopefully one of them's playing the Sunday night game. And one has Hopefully one's playing at 4 o'clock, one's playing at Sunday night, one's playing at Monday. But either way, I think you'll see a great – yeah. Hey, yeah. It's a great event. Bring your young kids out. Last, take pictures with Big Red. We got a, a wonderful mascot. It's a great atmosphere, great environment for any age, young or old. And um, you know, we're gonna you're gonna be hearing a lot about us. But I think you get a good sneak preview of of what I believe will be a very exciting team that'll play an exciting style. So, Jared, thank you for the for the opportunity. And uh, hopefully, you know, the the plan is that we'll be talking between. The NEC Championship game is Selection Sunday on, on why the season went so well. And why, yeah, yeah. What, what, what our preparation is, you know, maybe we can, you know, have you there live on Selection Sunday with the team. That, 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 would, <laughs> that would be fantastic. I, I'm going I'm to keep my fingers crossed on that one. Uh, so best <laughs> of luck to you and your team. Uh, and I second everything you said there. Great place to All see right. a game. A lot of fun. Highly recommend everyone checks out uh, you and your team this year. So thanks again for coming on. All right. Thanks, Jared. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod, the host at Jared Cutler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.